Hello and welcome to this instalment of Cogcast. I'll be your host today, David Simpson, Director of Strategy and Innovation at Cognito. In this session, we'll be delving into the hot topic of influencer marketing, and more specifically, why now is the time for brands operating in B2B financial services to embrace and integrate influencer marketing as part of a complete content strategy. I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Sally Eves, who is a professor in advanced technologies, a global strategic advisor on digital transformation, and is currently lecturing on fintech at Oxford University Sai Business School. Sally specializes in topics including blockchain, AI, STEM, CX, cloud computing, sustainability, and is soon to release a book, Tech for Good, which is out later this year. Amongst all of these titles, Sally carries one more, that of an influencer. In this role, Sally works with some of the world's biggest brands, including Refinitiv, MasterCard, and FIS WorldPay. And Sally is a regular in broadcast networks, giving her views on tech trends, and indeed is a prolific speaker, having done so for Web Summit, TEDx, and The Next Web, to name but a few. If you're not already following Sally, I'm sure you will be by the end of this session, and you can connect with her on Twitter, at Sally Eves, or by visiting sallyeves.com. Sally, welcome to Codcast. Oh, thank you very much, David. Pleasure to join you today. So it's been an interesting year that we've just left in our rear view mirror. Uh, and we've had some big changes, not only in terms of how many times we're allowed out of the house, but also in terms of how we communicate with our audiences. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you've been working on recently? Uh, some big trends in B2B financial services in particular, and how you see 2021 shaping up, particularly with this new normal that we're having to adopt. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you summed that up very well. And I think perhaps it's a way to look at it as multiple new normals, actually, across different sectors. And I think I was certainly writing a piece just now, actually looking ahead at how we can reimagine 2021 and take up, take together all the learnings that we've had across this period of time. Um, so for me, in terms of activities, you touched on one of your very kind introductions. So just wrapping up the new book, which is looking at digital transformation you know, across business, but also for wider society as well. So when we're looking at financial services, also looking at areas like financial inclusion, which I think is resonating with, with people and audiences more and more. Um, also, a bit like yourself here, um, I've got a new podcast that's starting um, at the end of January. And again, I've loved doing that, kind of looking at tech subjects and some of the tech trends, but also looking at the people behind the technology as well and really bringing that to the fore. I think you're completely right in terms of some of the new trends that we're seeing with, within B2B financial services. So I would say one would definitely be around the focus on experience, the customer experience, and looking at that um, also from the technology point of view, looking at how machine learning and machine experience can influence that. And above all, making it really personal. That personalization, I think, is absolutely key. I think other areas would be rising open banking. Um, real uh, focus on collaboration and beyond competition, actually, as well, which is fantastic to see. Um, and more partnerships between some of the more established players within financial services and the fintechs, too. As we've all seen, I think, particularly um, since the turn of after Christmas, the focus on digital currency and a lot of debates we're seeing there around regulation and compliance, I think, fascinating area at the moment. And as I touched on before, ESG, so environmental, social and governance areas and financial inclusion. So, so many different areas there. And I've got to say as well, AI and blockchain and the rise of alternative payment methods. There's almost too many to pick from. 
And uh, I think finally, as, as well, if I may mention, a new scholarship is something I'm working on as well, which you'll see a lot more um, in the lead up to International Women's Day. But that's also beyond gender. That's looking at diversity of experience, how we can get more people into financial services and tech careers more broadly and looking at things like financial literacy, uh, data literacy and STEM and STEAM learning and just generally building up resilience and you know emotional skills confidence as well, which I think is so vital as we look to, I think, a future ahead where learning for life and continual learning has never mattered more. Ooh, busy 2021 then. Yes, I think we've got a lot to do, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing you mentioned there, of course, is the idea of um, the ability to move towards more personalised communications. And of course, that's the panacea for a lot of marketers um, in, in B2B in particular as well, we've seen um, the adoption of influencer marketing to try and help that authenticity when engaging with audiences. And and now we hope to usher that in even more so in B2B financial services. I'd be interested just to to understand and, and, and for the listeners' benefit, how you actually came about um, entering into the the world of influencer marketing as, as we currently know it um, and, you know, working with some of the biggest brands to help authentically deliver their messages to their end audiences? Absolutely. I think it's a great question, David. And for me, definitely organically. And I think it was a mixture of reasons for that. So I've worked across different areas. So my background is actually as a chief technology officer. So I can come at subject areas from that technical point of view and really help to make them relatable and translate that into um, areas that different audiences and different experience levels can really relate to and, and understand. Also, I do a lot in education. And as I mentioned, I do a lot in impact as well. So I think it's been a natural process of you know, looking at digital transformation for business and also for the wider community and building very original content around those themes. You know, I talk at a lot of different events. I've done a lot of keynote speaking and I also create a lot of original content around these theme areas and come at it from those different angles and bring them together. And I think it's that combination of original content and also building relationships. I've loved doing that. I like to get to know organizations and the people behind that and spend a lot of time doing that. So it's that comb combination of natural relationship building and that original content. And I think, as I say, coming at it from those different perspectives and bringing them together for audiences very naturally. I love the way you articulate that, you know, very much the sort of our, our organic progression into working with brands, uh, which is probably the main distinction from B2C versus a B2B perspective. You know, the former very much... Um, what we maybe see is, you know, pe people striving to be an influencer, whereas in the, in the B2B sector, I think it's probably fair to say influence or becoming an influencer is a byproduct of, of, of doing what you're doing anyway. But, you know, developing those sort of extended relationships, it's a little bit more authentic. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And also, I've, I've always worked quite, you know, across different sectors as well. And I think that's been really valuable because you can bring those different learnings from different areas and that can really help brands in terms of innovation as well and getting those new ideas together and helping to experiment and really co-create. I think that's an important area. That co-creation, I think, is really, really beneficial. And it's an interesting point. I mean, over the last, say, 10 years, how do you think that shift has happened, particularly in the B2B sector, in terms of how brands are engaging with their audiences and, 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 and what is the role of the influencer there? You mentioned you work across multiple sectors, so have probably the, the benefit of, of, of different uh, or a tapestry of, of opinions that you've built up. But how would that work when you're um, working next to a brand, for example, or collaborating with a brand? 
Yeah, so I think the biggest changes, you know, in terms of in terms of marketing and messaging, is definitely a move away from kind of like a broadcast. It's much more about interaction, um, authenticity, absolutely key. And, and I'm seeing a lot more partnerships. So, for example, um, a recent project that I, I'm involved in, I'm, I'm kind of paired up with somebody in terms who's internal embedded in the organization and we're co-editing a piece and a series together and looking at it from that kind of internal external view of the industry and the insider perspective and cross-fertilizing ideas and co-creating content together and it's been fantastic and we're using a different you know different range of content vehicles as well which I love because I think everybody learns and consumes information in different ways and we're bringing our respective expertise together and developing it really co-creatively so that's been fantastic and I think, you know, brands are in terms of all across the different social media channels, really listening to what the community is saying and being really interactive and responding to that content. So that's been really, really good. So I love the listening that's happening there. Um, and I, I've really noticed as well, I think brands are looking for, and particularly I think with what we've seen over 2020 with the, with the vital role of digital being the main avenue for everything and, you know, less, obviously less physical events um, to, to quite a, a strong degree, the importance of, you know, that peer-to-peer um, expert and influencer recommendations coming through these social and digital channels has probably never mattered more. And it's all about embedding that trust. So I think people are looking for people who've got experience in certain areas. So it's not just social amplification. It's coming from a place where you've been involved, you've been doing certain roles in the past or currently, and you can bring that true expertise to play and co-create together. I think that's incredibly valuable. That that co creation piece is, is is really interesting actually, and I think maybe from a practical perspective, it would be good to understand from your experience what you found to be the key ingredients in a successful collaboration um, between uh, a brand marketer, client side, as it were, and an influencer. You know, what what what's the the magic that makes that happen? Absolutely. Well, I'll definitely go back to my point about you know it's all about that relationship. And I've loved to see that, particularly over recent months, and to be honest, this is something I've always looked to do and strive to do, and it's kind of come about quite naturally, is not having kind of shorter terms engagements. They've been really, truly building up long-term partnerships, and you build up that collective trust. And so as an example, I'm, I'm, I'm working on something at the current time that's working over the next six months. And we've got together, we've looked at, we've listened to each other about what we're seeing in the industry, what we think the key points are, how we can help people, how we can educate. So I think that's a really important point as well really helping to give value through what we're doing here and I think that education and awareness piece is huge there so we sit down together we talk about these themes and we're we're, we're literally brainstorming where we want to go and planning ahead and it's a true co-creation collaboration and I think some of the best results in terms of in terms of that return really come about from that approach and doing things in a different way so it can be around you know I, I do I do events I do event hosting I host my own things and I come on as guests and things as well, but also write, create videos, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a whole kind of plethora, really, of different content opportunities. And some fit better with different types of organizations. But being prepared to to really invest in that long-term relationship pays so many dividends. You know, it's that deep partnership, I think, creates deep impact. You know, as, as an example as well, and there's an organization I've been working with for, for the last year and a half, and that, evolved, that role has evolved to such an extent I now sit on their advisory council. So I'm um, literally contributing to the strategy development of the organization as well. So that's how deep this can get. If you really invest in that relationship, you know, the, the world's your oyster, really, isn't it, in terms of what you can do together? So it's that true collaboration really gives those true results, which I think is fantastic. That's really that is really interesting, and I suppose validated when we look at the twenty twenty state of B two B 
influencer marketing report in which there was a, a poll of hundreds of senior marketing decision makers and the output was 74% agreed sustained influencer marketing improves customer experience with the brand and a very practical level and reflecting on that comment and obviously you know the, the sort of success that you've seen from an ongoing engagement how do you find your engagements typically tend to be with brands are they coming to you at the moment for you know perhaps a, a, a quick amplification or do you find that brands are mostly coming to you understanding that an ongoing relationship will breed the best success? I think there's been a a natural evolution um, towards a longer-term partnership, which I think is fantastic. And I I personally feel that's where we're going and also where you do get those best, deeper results with that that longer-term partnership. So that's certainly the evolution that I'm seeing. And as another example, there are organisations that are doing this for the first time and really like kind of touching their feet into influencer marketing. So one example is a startup, a really burgeoning startup going to scale up mode in financial services, but they've never done anything like this before. So in that particular context, we're doing this for the first time. So that's a different type of engagement again, but will lead to that longer term partnership from, from what we're seeing. So Sally, do you find that influencer marketing um, is something that can be accessible for only enterprise brands or is it something that should be accessible and is accessible for more of the startup category, as it were? Is influencer marketing valuable for, for, for both? I think that's a great question and absolutely yes. And I think it's really important to get that message out there actually and to change the narrative. So as as much as I work with a lot of enterprise brands and I absolutely love doing that as well, it's great to see that you know, a lot of organizations that are really in that kind of moving from startup to scale up mode are really starting to look and ask questions about can we use this as a vehicle to get our message out as well. And so I'm doing you know, a few partnerships in that area as we speak, which has been really fantastic. And you cover that a slightly different area as well. And again, that collaboration in a different point of view is really, really important to help understand how, how this can work to the best for them. It makes a lot of sense. I think, I think that articulates it quite nicely. And the whole thing about influencer marketing is to debunk the fact that it's something that's potentially not accessible and it's just not even worth looking at because it very much is something that we want to show that whether you are a funded startup or whether you're a seasoned um, enterprise brand, you don't want to rest in your laurels if you're the latter. And if you're the former, you want an authentic way to market. And I think, you know, that's, that's where influencer marketing can really play that role. Absolutely, absolutely. What I'd like to to touch upon when we're trying to speak to brands about the the value of influencer marketing, one of the questions that often comes up is, how do I measure it? What are my KPIs and how can I see a return on investment? And I guess what the main proof points to doing influencer marketing. Are you able to share um, some of the requests that you potentially have from brands in in terms of how you help them understand the value of influencer marketing whether it be quantitative or whether it be to 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 show the value of that ongoing engagement maybe from a qualitative perspective yeah absolutely and again i think we're seeing an evolution here as well i think traditionally you know for example there are there are traditional social media metrics in terms of you know number of shares and and views etc 
Um, but I think the depth of engagement is hugely important too. Um, and who's engaging with that content? So we're looking at more nuance now in terms of the sharing um, to look at the quality and to look at the resonance and the alignment um, about who that message is actually reaching. So I think even in terms of quants, we're going into almost like a more qualitative look at quantitative information, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And you know, are people engaging in your posts? Are they asking questions? You know, when you're doing a webinar, what's the level of interaction around that? Are people really listening and responding to you? So I like to give that kind of mixed methods approach, basically. So you do provide the statistics, but you go into a little bit more detail about what that actually involves, and certainly that qualitative approach as well. And you can see, you even type the types of comments, and you can, yeah, you can see how people are resonating to you. And I'm getting, you know, a lot at the moment that the people behind the technology is so so important. And I think people want to feel that you know when you're talking around technology subjects, when you're working with a particular brand, that you're showing that genuine. You're being yourself, you know, and you're bringing yourself to bear and showing about why you care about this and that personal take on everything you're doing. That quality of aspect, I think, is hugely important, too. You know, I think audiences want to know who they're talking with. So that personal aspect, you know, we're talking about B2B, but it's almost like a person to person and person to audience and community relationship. I think there's so much around that that certainly I'm getting a lot of feedback around, which has been really heartening and, and really lovely to see from a personal point of view. So I think brands have really liked that aspect, too. Yeah, that's really interesting because obviously, Sally, you and I have worked on a few programs in the past. And um, I I recall when we did uh, the event in 2020, part of the rationale for using a different method to to reach audiences that wasn't media spend or, you know, paying for ads, for example, to promote an event was to work with yourself. Of course, you know, there is a a, a direct budget shift there, you know, instead of spending it with uh, LinkedIn advertising, we're going to spend it with with an influencer. To justify that, part of the rationale, interestingly, before we kicked off the program was to say, you know, here's the potential reach and here's the potential clicks and engagement rate, etc., where in fact, after the, the event, when we did the summary of um, metrics and analysis, the thing that really made my client interested and excited was to review some of the engagements and feedback that you got from the content that you were publishing through your own channels, which was hugely exciting to see because it's exactly it validates exactly what you've said, which is the depth of engagement I think is so important and the authenticity that's there. And you can really see how people were, you know, because it was coming from a credible source yourself and you were putting your own personal take on it, it, it comes across with that that higher degree of authenticity, which I think was was a huge success story of that programme. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. That's lovely feedback. Thank you, David. That's great. That's great to hear. And it's lovely how these things develop, you know, and, and you've got that almost that, that shared community that's evolving between yourself and and and, and the brand. And you know, an example of that literally this morning, you know, an organization I've been working with for the last year and more around um, AI machine learning aspect. Um, but they've seen some of the other work. And, you know, I've got a nonprofit that, that, I, that I run all around tech for good, basically, and, and, and impact. Um, as I touched on right at the beginning, and now we're working together outside of the original remit, looking at like a CSR program, for example, that's touching into the other aspect as well. So they get to know you as a person, what you care about. And so it goes beyond some of these subjects to other areas that can impact the organization as well. So that really is the true nature of partnership at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. For B2B marketers who are listening to this right now in the financial services sector and they're thinking, well, this all sounds really good. Um, Influencer marketing seems to be credible. And as part of my 2021 strategy, 
might actually make the move and, and, and engage an influencer. What advice would you give them in terms of best approach to ensure a successful delivery of their program? Great question. And I think, again, we've touched on a few of these areas, which is brilliant. I've loved the conversation today. Um, And my advice would be, particularly that starting point, is to take that time to get to know one another. You know, I love to have, um, you know, a conversation together where we really understand where we're coming from, what that collective value could be, what we're looking to achieve, and how you can bring those complementary strengths together, I think is fantastic. So take that time. I think really start to look beyond, you know, the shorter term engagement, you know, around a specific event or a report or something like that, and look at what you can do through that deeper partnership. So if you've got the alignment right between you in terms of values and experience, and what you're looking to achieve and your themes of interest. Um, I think you can do so much together and really look at that co-creation. I think sometimes it can be looked at um, in in, in the past, certainly, that the influencer role was more about just social amplification, getting a post and sharing it or having pre-scripted content and just putting that out to your audience. But there's so much more you can do, particularly if you do come from that background where you've done certain roles and you've got the experience in that area. You can really use that. So try and make the most of that relationship and make sure you're bringing that experience to bear and look for that think when you're looking at your alignments as well that sounds great and and as a a closing question for you sally i'd like to ask you to shift your mindset from being an influencer to being part of the audience and ask you what influences the influencers you know what do you see that impacts the way you work and the way that you would want to progress into 2021 yeah i think that's a a really really interesting question david and i think for me I like to really listen across different sectors. I mentioned that you know I work with different types of um, organisations and sectors, and I love that because it means that I'm always learning. And you're learning from you know I, I work with some of the biggest kind of enterprise level level organisations, but equally I mentor with some of the burgeoning startups and sectors as well. And that keeps things incredibly fresh. You're getting ideas from one area that you can take to another. It's really innovating. And you know as you can probably tell I, I get very energised by by what I do. So I love to continue to learn and be challenged and bring these different perspectives to bear. You know, I'm still active in research as well. You know, I've got something at the moment looking at the future trends for the future work that's based on actual research, you know, pairing together with practice and with business, but also with research and universities as well. So again, you're bringing all these thoughts in and you've got evidence base behind it as well. So that keeps me fresh and learning. And it means I can apply these original insights to the trends as we look ahead as well. And I think that's a really interesting area for the future. Fantastic all really deep and insightful and very much appreciated um from the 2020 influencer report one of the key takeaways was that 40 percent of those polled admitted to shying away from influencer marketing altogether due to the manual effort required in research engagement and management of influencers while only 35 percent of those polled said they use technology to support their influencer marketing efforts Cognito Labs, the innovation department of Cognito, has addressed this need for financial services sector with the launch of Finfluence, a platform designed to enable the search and discovery of influencers like Sally based on campaign needs. Sally, you have had a look into the influencer platform that we've developed, Finfluence, Financial Influencers. It would be great to get your thoughts on how this could be a tool for brands to use to progress their programs into 2021 and beyond. Absolutely, David. I think it's an excellent, excellent platform. I really love what you've done. In particular, you know, I spoke earlier about almost that matching process, that alignment. 
And I think with Finfluence, that's going to really support that. So you can find the right influencer that's tailored to what you're doing as an organization, you know, your trajectory, your values, making sure you're bringing that right experience to bear. So I think it's going to really support that program. And you can really look at, you know, the original content that's coming out from, from Influence as well. So you can look at that and look at what, you know, can you pair with an employee within your organization? Can you co-edit together? I think it can really help you find that right fit and then launch into that initial um, discussion area that I spoke about. So I think it's going to be really supportive to make those complementary strengths come together. And you can really, you know, explore the content, explore what people are doing and find what would be a good fit for you. I think you've articulated that better than I have on any other piece of literature. So thank you for that, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are listening and are interested in exploring how influencer marketing can be part of your program in this coming year, head over to finfluence.io to learn more, book a demo or get in touch with us direct to have a discussion about how we can help. I'd like to thank Sally for joining us today and providing some amazing insight as always. And as mentioned, you can connect with Sally on Twitter at Sally Eves. Thank you, Sally. Always a pleasure. Thank you, David.